questions you've submitted and answer them. If you want your question to be featured on Ask Kimmy, hit me up on the socials. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, on my website, kimmytravels.com. I can't wait to hear from y'all. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ask Kimmy. First of all, Happy New Year, even though we're halfway through the month of January, but this is the first uh, episode of 2022. So I'm really excited to let you all know um, about my trip and what happened along the way, especially towards the end of the trip. So I opened up questions to you guys because it's like, I know you're curious, you want to know like all the things that I haven't already answered in my previous episodes. So this question came up about if I was mm, concerned about getting COVID while I was on the road. Obviously, yes, you know, it is a very real uh, threat um, that could happen. And unfortunately, I did catch COVID while I was in Colombia. I couldn't believe it because I had traveled, you guys, for over two months successfully without catching the virus. But this was Delta, because y'all, Delta and I, we had an understanding. She was like, girl, if you continue to, you know, wash your hands, use your hand gel, wear your mask, social distance, you're good, you're good. So she stayed in her corner, I stayed in mine. This is before Omicron. When I left, Omicron was not a thing. But when Omicron came on the scene, it was like a one-two punch. Yes, yes. So I have dubbed myself and my friends as well as the safety girl. Because I was so (laughs) cautious. Some people might say overly cautious or extreme um, in my preventative measures against COVID-19. Uh, What I would say is do whatever is best for you to make yourself feel comfortable. It doesn't matter if other people think you are extreme or if you are exagerada, whatever they're calling you, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's your right, it's your body. So some of my safety measures, like I said, I did um, because I was traveling quite a lot. I was in five different countries, you know, in these in this two month period. So every time I was on a plane or a bus, I had antibacterial wipes. I had the N95 mask. I had the KN95 mask. I had antibacterial spray. My area was getting sanitized before I was in it, you know, on the plane, um, on the bus, uh, in the Uber, wherever I was, just like spray, 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 (laughs) spritz, 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 wipe, wipe, wipe. So even when I went to a hotel or to an Airbnb before I could unpack my suitcase or like get comfortable, I would, you know, I would clean, I would clean. I got out the wipes, I got out the spray. I was checking the mattresses for bed bugs too, because I mean, you do not want bed bugs when you travel. Um, and I just, you know, I went doorknobs, all the high kind of like high areas where people would be touching and where germs would be like, I got it. So this was just my routine. And that made me feel more comfortable um, traveling. And also my trip, I booked like a lot of outdoor activities. There there was, you know, open spaces, nature, uh, social distancing was a possibility, not, you know, a lot of indoor activities with crowds or anything like that. I was like, "Mm -mm, I am not trying to get the COVID, y'all. Okay. 
So that was me just as like my precautionary as I was moving around. This is how I had avoided it for so long. <laughs> so you can actually check out my past episodes to, to find out how I spent time in those countries. So the trajectory was uh, Colombia, but just to like touch down and it was my jumping off point. So I would start with Paraguay, Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, and then back to Colombia. So like I said, those the previous episodes are already up on the website, but I still have to do the last two countries, so do keep an eye out for those upcoming episodes. So what I really wanted to talk to you about today is my preparation, you know, just in case, preparing for the worst, and then when it did happen, like, what did I do? How did I feel? Like, what was that even like? So when I booked my flight, I got a flexible ticket. This is so important. I don't think I've ever booked a flexible ticket, but I was like, girl, you never know. <laughs> so yes, it's a little bit more expensive, but it's totally worth it. You don't have change fees. And I think most of the airlines have actually gotten rid of their change fees for the moment. Um, but I get unlimited changes. I could cancel the flight. I could rebook. I could get a credit. Um, Flex is the name of the game if you are traveling right now. Although it costs a little bit extra, it's totally worth it. The other very important thing that I did is that I got a COVID-specific travel insurance. In my opinion, travel insurance is always a good idea. I don't think I've ever traveled without it. Um, I think I've used it once in all of the years that I've been traveling, but I always have it. And again, especially now, because there are so many unknowns, um, it's it's just, for me, it's a non-negotiable. So covid specific insurance. Now, if I'm not mistaken, one of the countries, I believe it was Argentina, required this type of insurance to get into their country. It was part of their entry process is that you needed to show that you were covered. And that's basically so that, you know, if you do get it, you're not overwhelming, you know, their healthcare system and you have a way to get yourself home or get yourself treated or whatever, You that's on you. So a flexible ticket, um, COVID-specific travel insurance. And boy, was I glad because I had to use them. <laughs> so after this kind of big old vuelta por Latinoamérica, I returned to Colombia, um, which is where I spent most of the time during this this time away. So I, I, I felt like I was going back home a bit, you know. Um, Cali was my home base, but I also made trips to Bogota and, and Medellin. Um, and what my observations are is that they all had, I guess, kind of like different levels of COVID awareness. Um, but I would say that Bogota and Medellin were a bit more cautious than than Cali. So in Cali, people, yes, they were wearing masks, um, but not nearly enough people. And what I found is that a lot of people didn't believe <laughs> It's, it's hard to compare it to the U.S. because for me, the U.S. is just bonkers. But a lot of people didn't believe the hype of COVID. And if somebody was sick, it was like la gripa. And I was like, are you sure that's not COVID? <laughs> but these are some of the things that I did to protect myself once I was in Colombia. So I think, um, and this happens a lot, like I was so hyper aware and like focused on not getting COVID on the road. When I got back, you know, quote unquote home, I think my defenses were down a little bit, right? Because I'm meeting my friends now and like, let's go to 
brunch, let's have um, drinks, the cocktails or a happy hour, you know. And then, of course, it's the festival season in December. Um, but what I did do is that I took Uber in lieu of public transportation uh, nine times out of ten, just because when you open the app, you are made to confirm that you're going to wear a mask, that, you know, the window is going to be down. You know, uh, I even had a driver, like, as soon as I got in, he, like, sprayed my hands with alcohol. And I was like, you're, you're, you and me, we, we're on the same level, you know, let's do, let's, let's ride, let's go. So I took Uber um, most of the time. And it's really, 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 really cheap. It's so cheap, like a dollar or two or three or four or five. I don't think I ever paid more than five dollars for um, Uber. I think that was like an hour ride. It was, the traffic was horrible. But anyway, it's so affordable. Of course, public transportation is, you know, pennies. But um, for me, and again, for my comfort level, I felt more secure taking a private transport option. When I did meet my friends out, like we tried to do outdoor dining or patio. I think I did eat inside, you know, once or twice. So it's like near the door, please, where there's a breeze. <laughs> Um, and when I met my friends, I was always like, are you vaccinated? Okay, girl, let's meet up. Um, of all the people that I did meet, I think only two of my friends were not vaccinated and they didn't actually have a very good reason. One of them was like a super duper conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. And then the other one, I was just like, oh, I never found the time. So I don't really know like what the real deal was about why he wasn't vaccinated. Um, but my exposure to unvaccinated people was minimal. At least I tried to minimize it as much as I could. Um, yeah, so I was in Cali for a month and a half. And they had postponed one of their summer events, one of the big festivals called Petronio Alvarez. And it it was in December. So usually it's in the summer, but this year it was in December and it got canceled last year because of COVID. So it was kind of like the first time it's re it's, you know, again, that they're having it again. And they, I think they did a pretty good job. I honestly, I think they did a pretty good job. You had to show your vaccine card upon entry. Um, you had to wear a mask they actually had people, you know, like, you know, yellow vest, very official walking around. If you didn't have your mask, they were like, <clears throat> they were like the mask police, the mask patrol. <laughs> They're like the mask patrol. So we had um, mask patrol in Cali during the Petronio Alvarez festival. Um, and they were actually, the crowds were nothing like it, it was in the past. And a lot of people thought because they were requiring the vaccine, they actually had vaccine stations. So you could get vaccinated there and then, you know, go on in. I guess if it was your second vaccine. Um, because a lot of people weren't vaccinated. For example, these two friends, they couldn't go because like, hey, beat me up Petronia. Oh, you're not vaccinated. Okay, well, I'll see you later. Um, and then they also had the feria. And this is All Things Salsa, where Petronio is celebrating the Afro-Columbianism. It's a beautiful festival. I absolutely love it. Um, and then La Feria is for salsa. So again, crowds. And this is probably where, if I had to guess, I was infected. <laughs> Not at Petronio, but maybe like at the Feria. 
because they had a lot more events. I think it's a bigger kind of festival, La Feria, um, because Petronio, it's like in one kind of place, in one stadium. But La Feria is like the whole city, the whole entire city. There's like, I don't know how many venues. There's a venue on every corner that's having something. So there's a lot more people involved in that celebration. And if I had to put money on it, that's where it happened. Um, so yeah, during this time, Omicron wasn't a thing <laughs> until it was a thing. So I just heard one day like, oh my gosh, there's this new variant. It's super contagious. I remember like people were dropping like flies in the U.S., flights, like hundreds of flights were getting canceled. And I was like, oh my gosh, do I even want to, because this is January, right? And I'm coming back mid-January. I'm like, do I even want to come back to the States? Because I think it's safer here. This is what I was thinking. And I actually ended up using that flex ticket. I changed my flight to go a week earlier because I was like, if they're canceling all of these flights, like who knows what's going to happen in two weeks and three weeks. I don't know what's going to happen. I would rather go back sooner than get, you know, trapped the other way around. <laughs> so when COVID first hit, like there was, you know, a bit of hysteria, I think all over the world, but you know, there weren't flights out. So people are like, why are you worried about going back? Like, of course they're going to let you back. You're an American. I was like, no, 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 no. They're going to let me back. But what if they're out of flights? What if the airports and even now in Colombia, like some of the airports are closed. So it was like, I just, I didn't know. So I was like, better be safe. I'm going to go back earlier just so I can, so I know that I will be able to go back. So at this time I was staying with friends of mine, shout out to Doña Francia and her beautiful family. You guys were so, oh my God, the love I have for these people. Um, and I think I'd stayed for her, stayed with her for just about two weeks. It was supposed to be like for Christmas. And then like we were having such a good time. I was like, let me just stay a little longer. <laughs> so it's like a Christmas, New Year's. I spent Christmas and New Year's with them. Um, and that is around the time that I started to feel, I'm not even going to say sick because I didn't feel sick. I felt a tickle in my throat and I was like, hmm, what is that? So, okay no problem. Let me just keep an eye on it. So the next day I woke up and the tickle in my throat was still there. So I was like, let me go get tested. Um, and it came back negative. And I was like, huh, okay. So maybe it is la gripa that everybody has. <laughs> um, and that was the 31st. And literally the night of the 31st, I was like, I don't really feel great. I barely made it to midnight. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to go to bed. And on the 1st, when I woke up, January 1st, 2022, I knew. <laughs> I was like, I don't care that I have a negative test. I have COVID. Like, I think I have COVID. Um, but it was the first of the year. Okay. And then the second was a Sunday. So I was just sick and in bed for two days. I was down for the count. TKO, one, two, punch. I felt so bad. I was like, I'm sick. <laughs> Actually, I had it. I didn't have the cough yet. 
but I had all of the other symptoms. You know, like when you go online, it's like, what are the symptoms of COVID? It's like, do, 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 do. I was like, tick, 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 tick. So except for like loss of taste and smell, I never lost taste and smell. I had all of the symptoms, every single one of them. I had a headache. I had night sweats. I had body aches. I had exhaustion. You guys, the exhaustion, I think, was the worst. Like when I say I was in bed for two days, like, Kim, are you hungry? No appetite. Do you want something to drink? (laughs) I was just like, I just need to sleep. (laughs) If you've ever been in a Colombian household during like a festival season, there's a lot going on. There's like people coming in and out, parties in the street, noise, uh, firecrackers. I was literally dead to the world i was just like (laughs) i'm just gonna be in the bed for for these for these days um but i think the worst for me were was the the body aches and i don't know why mine was concentrated in like my lower back and i was just like my back kim how do you feel oh my back hurts i don't know why my back hurts so much but anyway two days i was you know down and out um And then on the Monday, I was like, I'm going to go get tested again. So this is literally three days after I have a negative result and it comes back positive. Oh, even though like, I think I knew I had COVID, I wanted to like, no, no, (laughs) I needed the test. And these were antigen tests. I think if I had taken the PCR test it would have picked it up. But I took the rapid antigen test and it was, I'm calling it a false negative because, you know, I had the symptoms. So I, let me just, yes, my COVID tests, um, they're so uncomfortable, but it was necessary for the movement that I was making. So let's just do like a quick count. From the US to Colombia, I did a test. From Colombia to Paraguay, another test, that's two. Paraguay to Brazil, three. Brazil to Argentina, four. Argentina to Uruguay, five. Uruguay back to Paraguay, six. And then at that time, Colombia was not requiring a test. They've changed. They've since changed their regulations. But back in November of 2021, a test was not required to enter Colombia. So I was transiting through Panama. So because I was just in transit, I didn't need it for Panama. So Paraguay, Panama, Panama, Colombia, Um, I didn't get a test, but because I'm the safety girl, I was like, I need to know. Um, I think three or four days after I'd gotten to Colombia, I was in Bogota and I got a test. So what are we at? Seven. Okay. And then when I was back in Cali, I had my false negative. That's eight. (laughs) So the ninth COVID test that I've ever had in my life was positive. So that is what, eight weeks on the road, nine tests. I was basically getting tested once a week and it was negative, 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 negative. Oh my God, I feel a little tickle in my throat. Boom, positive. (gasps) And you guys, remember, I changed my flight. So I got this result one week before I was supposed to come back to the US. And I was like, oh no, I got the COVIDs. So damn, I I didn't know like, I didn't know what to do. I mean, obviously I was going to have to change my ticket again, but when? So I didn't know. I couldn't find information on the process. If, if you tested positive in Colombia, like what do you do? You know? So I went to the Googles. Googles was like, girl, I don't know. 
I went to the internet, my Facebook groups, my expat groups, my travel groups. They were like, girl, we don't know. (laughs) So I had a friend. I enlisted the help of a, a local friend. Thank you, Lorena to like call around and I was like, I just need to see a doctor and like see what are my next steps, what's the process, The system had supposedly like collapsed, I think, because of all of the festivals. And like everybody got sick at the same time. And they were still calling it La Gripa. And I was like, you guys, you don't have La Gripa, you have COVID like I do. <laughs> were you at La Feria? Were you at Petronio? It's COVID, y'all. Call it what it is. Um so that was the Tuesday. Like we literally spent all day calling and, and sending messages and WhatsApp and whatever, like trying to find a doctor, couldn't find one. So I was like, um, tomorrow morning, I'm just going to walk into the ER, to the urgencias, to the emergency room so that I could see somebody like that for me was like when horse comes to worse. So I was just like, okay, that's what I have to do. Um, I just, I'm going to take a little sidebar here, um, to talk about the ER. I'm back in the U.S., And I had to call my insurance today. You know how that goes. Um, And I noticed that if I were to go to the ER in the United States of America for any reason, I'm out of pocket $950. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, that's how much it cost. I'm going to give you, I don't know, three seconds to think, just take a guess. How much did it cost for me, a person without Colombian insurance? I'm not a Colombian citizen. I'm a tourist walking into the ER off the street, paying out of pocket. How much do you think that cost? Okay, three, two, one, bing. Did anybody guess $22? Because that's how much it costs. (laughs) If I had, you know, Colombian insurance, I wouldn't have had to pay anything. So here we go. $950. U.S. Hey, U.S. Oh, my gosh. $22 in Colombia. I mean, oh my gosh, you guys, if I get sick, I mean, I'm going to knock on wood. (laughs) If anything ever happens to me, I'm not going to get health care in the U.S. I'm going to book a ticket (laughs) to Colombia and like, you know, let them take care of me. But the hospital I went to, it was uh, Sura. It's a private um, insurance carrier in Colombia. And that is who I had when I was living there. So I felt pretty comfortable, you know, with the service that they give, the doctors, the processes and everything else. So I saw the doctor and I was like, I have the COVID. So, you know, they did my intake, you know, blood pressure, heart rate. What are your symptoms? How do you feel? So at this point, let's see, I had one, two, three, four, five, six. It was six, seven days after I'd started showing symptoms and two days after I got the positive result. So honestly, the first two and a half days were shitty McShitty (laughs) for me where I felt like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. And then like, I just, I started to get better and I started to feel, you know, fine. But also by this time, my cough had come. And I think this is, yeah, was, no, is, still kind of the only lingering effect is that I have like a, I have a cough. Um, But other than that, like I felt fine. So I was talking to the doctor and he was basically like in Colombia right now, we have a mandatory isolation period of 10 days from the onset of your symptoms. We both get out our calendar and we're like, 10, shoot, (laughs) I have to change my flight. So after him confirming this 10 day isolation period, when I got home, I obviously had to change my flight. 
So this is also around the time. No, it, no, it's not around the time. This is, it was the time when the CDC decided that ah, 10 days poo-poo, you could just quarantine for five and then we're going to trust you to wear a mask for those other five and not infect anybody. <laughs> um, and then Columbia was toying with the idea, like when this came out, um, of reducing their 10-day quarantine down to seven. But in this moment, when I was sitting in the ER, it was still 10 days. So for me, it was 10 days. Now they have actually, I think a day or two or a week after I left, you know, it was down to seven. Um, but during that very moment, I was still under the 10 day kind of quarantine requirement. Um, so me and the doctor, we had like a slight miscommunication. <laughs> about this 10-day quarantine because like I said I changed my ticket again to leave on the 10th day and then he was like no no you can leave you have to quarantine the full 10th day and then you can leave like on the 11th day and I was like that's not what you said you said like 10 days he's like but that's what I meant it's like that's not what you said so we had this like back and forth where neither one of us wanted to like admit (laughs) Who was at fault for this miscommunication? But it didn't even matter because honestly, I was the only one that was like out of luck because I was the one that, you know, was trying to fly. So the rules for the U.S. also had changed while I was away. So the rule went from 72 hours before to one day before negative COVID test to get on the plane. Unfortunately for me, I was still testing positive after my isolation period. And I was like, oh, no what does this mean? What do I do? Do I just like live in Colombia now? Because you can test positive for like weeks, days, weeks, months after that initial infection, even though you're no longer contagious, like you're still testing positive, which was the case for me. Um, I was testing positive and I was like, (laughs) I've changed my ticket. I don't know, five times by now. (laughs) I just kind of want to go now. What, what do I do? So I did some research online, you know, and I found the CDC's guidelines, which was if you are testing positive, you can get a note from your doctor clearing you to fly, that you are fit and healthy to fly, um, but you do need this doctor's note. And there are very specific requirements for the doctor's note. It must be on letterhead. It has to have the phone number and the address and it has to be signed and it has to have right. And then with this note and your positive result, you can get um, on the plane. So this is what the CDC says. What does American Airlines say? They don't say they don't they don't acknowledge that on their website. Right. So like for pre-checking in, they have this app that you can download and all these you know steps you can take. But you have to attest that you have a negative result. And I was like, I don't have that. What can I do? So I called the airline. I was like, hey, I was on the CDC. This is what they say. But on your website, I can't do this because it could do what what say you American Airlines? And they were like, yes, yes, that's an option. If you get that note from your doctor with your positive result, yes, you can fly. I was I, I didn't I wanted to say like, OK, this is what you're saying. But is that like really what's going to happen? So I had prepared plan Z <laughs> for the airport. It's like, if I get there, I had, I got the letter from the, I went back to the ER. I got the letter from the doctor. I had my positive result. I'm like, this is what they said I needed, but I don't know what's actually going to happen when I get there. They're gonna, if they're, are they going to de- deny me boarding? Like, are people going to be like, oh, you've got positive results. Oh my gosh, he's got the comments. 
I just didn't know what was going to happen. So my plan Z was, okay, I'm going to the airport anyway, see what's going to happen. Cross my fingers, my toes, and my eyes. If they do deny me, I had my Airbnb (laughs) ready in my back pocket. I was just going to turn around and like, you know, buy a place in Colombia and then just, I was just going to live there. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm so tired of testing. I'm just tired of the whole freaking COVID situation. Um, but I got to the airport and I was like, Hey, like I tried to check in online, but there was no option for positive with a doctor's note. And they're like, yeah, no problem. They had a form with, you know, ABC one, two, three, and it was an option. If you are still testing positive, but you have finished your isolation and you have this doctor's note, welcome aboard. So it wasn't even a big deal. I was stressed and anxious and for nothing. They let me on the flight and that was it. I came home. I feel like I left some things out. Like this is important because I'm about to post some pictures, y'all. When I found out that I was going to have to quarantine, I was like, I'm a quarantine, but I got to make it cute. So I got like a really nice Airbnb. <laughs> I was like, if I can't leave, at least I want to be in comfort. So I did. I quarantined in comfort. I got delivery. This is also important. There's so many um, delivery services. So I didn't have to go, you know, out into the public, to the grocery store. I didn't have to do anything. I I. I got my farm, my pills, not pills. I had like cough syrups and pain meds. Can't really take anything for COVID. Don't drink your pee, by the way. <laughs> you can't, but you can like manage your symptoms. So I had like the pharmacy deliver. I had the grocery store deliver. I think I even got like takeout once or twice. And you just, I mean, it was a quarantine. Like there's really nothing you can do. I read books. I walked around the apartment. I looked out the window. I took some naps. Um, uh, I had a hot tub, so I got into the hot tub, and you know, it was nice because I wasn't feeling ill by then. I was just like, "What are these ten days up?" Um, I think that's the only thing I wanted to add. So, what are the takeaways? What did we learn from the situation? <laughs> are you still going to travel? What do you think? If there's, I mean, there is a very real possibility you're going to get COVID. So I would say it's your personal decision. Um, Definitely get vaccinated, boosted if you're eligible. And travel the way that you feel comfortable. So like I said, when I went, it was Delta and I felt like I had a firm grasp on how to stay safe. Um. And I did, again, you know, the safety girl protocols for how I was moving. You know, I was very conscious of keeping COVID at bay. Um, The other thing I would say is that you need to know the rules of the country that you're going to be going to, because they are literally always changing. Even like the rules to enter the U.S., like I said before, changed while I was away. So you have to have your finger on the pulse. Um... And don't be afraid to ask for help. Like I had, I needed my friend's help. I had friends taking care of me those first two days. And I had a friend trying to, you know, help me find a doctor. Um, you've got the internet. You can call customer service of the airline or whoever you need to call to get your answers. Like do all that. But you need to be very well informed. The other things I did that I think helped the situation was having that flexible ticket that I changed a million times. <laughs> And that I had travel insurance, you know, it is so important. 
So my insurance covered or covers because I've just submitted the claim. Um, but lodging during the quarantine period, uh, testing, the doctor's visits, the flight changes, and so on. You know, this is a trip interruption. And they have this uh, stipulation, like, if it is, you know, illness, COVID illness, like, we will cover these things for you. Um, so, yes, I paid up front out of pocket, but I'm expecting, <clears throat> I will keep you updated. <laughs> if you are from that insurance, hey, pass the claim. I'll let you know. Um, if that goes through. So yeah, those are my big takeaways. Travel if you feel comfortable. If you don't, especially now with Omicron, I'm just, because I have a trip coming up, two trips coming up. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, let me think about it. You know, um, I would say do what is best for you, but make sure that you have your ducks in a row. Because there's a very real possibility that Omicron is going to get you. <laughs> if it hasn't already got you, there is a very real possibility. And even if you're not traveling, just like, you know, living your everyday life, Omicron is, um, I don't want to say a bitch, but damn. Oh my God. I'm gonna, Now I'm going to have to put an explicit label on this podcast episode. Whatever. Omicron is out to get you. <laughs> She's just like, tag your it. I don't care that you've been locked up in your house for however long. You got it now. Deal with it. If you are in Colombia, get tested. It is not la gripa. It is coronavirus. <laughs> it is COVID. It's COVID. So my ending message, everybody, is to stay safe, stay vigilant, um, but still like enjoy the journey. You know, this is our our life. This is our new normal. So we're going to have to manage how we're moving around in the world with the virus. Um, for me, I just felt um, like myself. I think my big kind of feeling, <laughs> um, because I'm a traveler, it's, it's what I do. It's what I love. It's, you know, it's who I am is that I am a traveler, I'm an explorer, I'm a photographer, I'm a storyteller. Um, it's, it's just, it's my heartbeat, it's my soul. So just being back out there felt so good. It just, it just, it felt so good. And it wasn't as scary as I thought, you know, when I was doing my very strict self-imposed quarantine, it was like, ooh, the COVID's are out there, the big bad wolf. But once I started moving and traveling, I was like, oh, okay. Like if I take these steps, I feel comfortable. You know, I'm testing, you know, really very regularly. Um, and there's so much to see and do and places are opening again because we cannot just stay shut in forever and always. So you, you, we, I <laughs> have to find a way to, to make it work. So I don't regret going on the trip. I hate that I got COVID, but even that wasn't um, as bad as my fear of it was. And because I, I don't want to say it was a mild case because I really did feel like really shitty. <laughs> it was not, you know, a flu it was horrible, but it was two and a half days of being, you know, down and out. I would hate for someone, and I hate it for people that have died 
from this because they're unvaccinated. It's a horrible thing to die from if it's preventable, you know? Like, okay, I was sick and I was in bed and then, all right, I'm fine. I'm flying home. I mean, I, I, we nobody knows like the... <laughs> Let's say in 10 years, I'm going to listen to this like, I'm fine. And then, you know, we've all got tails, but <laughs> I'm alive at least. And I was just like, it's, it's, it's very real, you know, and to not to choose not to be vaccinated because there are people that can't, you know, for their medical reasons, but to choose not to get vaccinated against a preventable disease. I just, I feel really bad. For people who are dying because they chose not to get vaccinated. So you guys, please get vaccinated and um, live your life. It is the only one we've got. I'm not saying to be reckless and, you know, or anything like that, but you have to do what you think is best for you and your community. That's something I think that we need to work on is thinking about other people, not just ourselves. So yeah, do what's best for you, your family, your loved ones, your friends, and your community. Yeah. El pueblo. We have to look after the pueblo. All right, you guys, I have gone on long enough. <laughs> so I will leave you with this. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ask Kimmy. Remember to submit your questions for the next installment. If you enjoyed this episode, you can listen to it at others wherever you listen to podcasts. Go ahead and hit that like, share, subscribe. Do it right now. All right, everybody. I'll see you next time. And remember, enjoy the journey.